0: Johnny Dubs yes sir this is Johnny D on (laughs) the (laughs) back you know what uh, you know what we're really looking for right now Uh, I don't we're looking for someone to help with content curation Johnny what what is that that means someone who's like they're good at social media they're you know kind of have a marketing mind and they're like yeah I would love to go through content and help make like audiograms and posts and other things out of existing content even for video Where do you think we can find someone like that? Uh, the internet. How about right here? Guys, if that's you, send me an email at john at johndriver.com, and uh, maybe you can be a part of the Talk About That podcast team. Reach out, let us know. We're a family, really, not just a team. A family. Today on Talk About That,
1: I give tips on staying in cheap hotels and make a tough choice in a movie theater. Meanwhile, John ponders Old Testament law and the Fifth Amendment and also shaves his face with body wash. Also a conversation on accountability in politics, and why throwing someone's words back at them no longer works anymore. Today's episode is not sponsored by Vitamin Supplements. Maybe we work, maybe we don't. Just give us 50 bucks. Let's get into it.
0: For all your Monday, January blues, it's talk about that, uh, Seasonal affective disorder is in the air. I'm going to tell you something. It is gloomy.
1: and Get yourself some vitamin D, people. Get under a fluorescent... Whatever I'm,
0: sun lamp you have, I've been mean, just double fisting cartons of milk. Like, just what does that do? That <laughs> vitamin D. right? This makes you. Oh, is that not? Also, I'm lactose intolerant, so oh, that's it's not helping not, at all. Yeah, actually, I'm not. I'm not. Lactose. No, I think vitamin D, like you know, you take it in from
1: sunlight into your skin. That's what no, I mean. No, I know but but I'm sure you have very dense bones. <laughs> Except for your ribs, which are still cracked. From I, oh my gosh, inside. guys!
0: I am stove up, which is a Southern expression. Yeah, I understand you are stove up, but I toe up
1: from the flow up.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's getting worse. Yeah. Like I think I slept on it weird. I slept on the other side last night, and I woke up on the other side of the bed, or on the other side of your side, the other side of my side. Okay, like on the on the opposite side of the injury, and I woke up still. Like oh my gosh. Like if I if I cough, burp, sneeze, it's like someone's stabbing me in the side. Glad none of that ever happens. Ever. I don't do that, yeah. Don't get COVID. Oh, could you imagine? I think Laura and I theorize because you know, Omicron is spreading like Yeah. Like a virus. Like a virus. <laughs> and and we have to we're double vaxxed and boosted, yo. Yeah. So but at the same time, there's no in my mind, there's no chance I haven't had it like
1: at some point you think omicron is already come and gone
0: for me yes like i mean i might have it right now but i just well, we're think
1: not, we're not careful i'll say that like we're careful in that we got vaxxed but we are not careful in our social interactions we're just like let's go to restaurants let's go to movies let's go if you go to movies Been yeah to movies yeah, yeah but nobody That's right, took say to the movies the other day well i took the youth group
0: yeah. how many people were there not many
1: yeah, yeah this, so the theater, the theater was empty,
0: so it was like, I'm not that worried. I think I do pick, like, okay, I'm going to be with these people, and, yeah. and if one of them has it, then I'm going to be exposed. But but if I'm in a crowd of strangers, I'll probably still pop a mask on here and there. Yeah. Um, also, if I don't want to be detected. so Because right. I'm wearing beanies right now with the old bald head in the winter. Dude, I could put a mask on with a beanie, and I think about this all the time walking into a store. Like, in any other time in my life's history... Mm-hmm someone would think I was coming to rob this place right now. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, especially because I'm so big and sort of intimidating looking, you know, like I have the look of one who would rob. Um, I miss full movie theaters, though. Yeah. Uh, You know, and
1: I'm the kind of guy who I sit by the end because I have to pee like three times during the movie at least. Yeah. Because I drink the big Diet Coke. I go, we got a lunch before. I drink the Diet Coke there. Then I get a big Diet Coke because you can't sit through a two hour movie without a Diet Coke. And you just realize, it's such a diuretic by, by L. Ron Hubbard.
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> do you remember, do you remember our, our live peace stream app idea? That's right. So When you get the movie going on your phone. But that's the thing
1: I've adjusted in my life. It's like, I know to sit on the end now because I I can't keep getting... I remember I went and saw a, a comedy show one time at uh, Polk Auditorium, TPAC. Yeah. It was Mike Perbiglia's show, and this was years ago, but I'm sitting in the middle because that's where our tickets were. Yeah. And... I had to get up so many times and I remember thinking like these people are so annoyed. So when I came back like the fourth time, I just whispered to them, they catheterized me this time. <laughs> we should be all good now. <laughs> like I didn't know what to say. Did I was just laugh? like, "No." They didn't even they, laugh they didn't. at that. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, so but they. <laughs> I was just trying to be like, "Look, I'm trying to handle this."
0: When I'm showing kindness to people in public and they don't reciprocate, it's yeah. like we just pulled into the church parking lot. There was a lady walking, probably from the apartments next door. Yeah. And I waved. And she just turned away. And I was just right. like, oh, like, I guess we're, not we're, gonna, I guess we're doing that. We're not
1: going to acknowledge my wave. Yeah.
0: Here's the thing about
1: moving through, like, especially when the rows are close to the next row yeah. and you're trying to get out, there's not a good way to do it. Because you can't, what you would want to do ideally is the side. Give them my hip. But yeah. you can't, it's not enough room. So you either go, here's my butt in your face, right. here's my crotch in your face. <laughs> it is really one or the other. <laughs> so you go... And I'm thinking, okay. We well, really in. do live
0: in a binary world, don't it we? It is. It's a tough <laughs> it's decision. only two choices.
1: Yeah, and they're both bad Yeah, for our strangers. Yeah. Or anyone, really. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if anybody's like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't... Um, I, I do. I, I'm probably going at the side. You're going, You try to go side and then just...
1: brush against them with your hip
0: well yeah it's like a well i'm a little you're narrower than me maybe so i'm i appreciate that right now i'm narrower than very few people but i shuffle awkwardly like i take really little small shuffle yeah penguin and you're trying not to hit their
1: feet too because that's weird and their feet are sticking way out usually they tried to i stand all the way up if somebody's trying to get by me because there's no way with my big long legs there's not it's not going to work so i just stand all the way up and go it's fine just go go
0: are you one of the people that says sorry I say sorry or do you say excuse? Or do you say excuse me? I say sorry. I wonder if that's a Southern thing, like to, to replace sorry with excuse me. Or just be... Sorry, excuse me, sorry. Or be overly... I think I'm just that overly self-aware
1: to the point of, like, it cripples me. Like, I, I apologize for things that are not my fault. Yeah. You know, Tim Hawkins and I used to talk about that when he'd get on a plane and he has an assigned seat... And he, there's somebody sitting in the seat on the far end of the aisle. He needs to get to the window, and he's
0: like, I'm sorry, I need to get to that. He's like, why am I apologizing? I bought the seat. Right. It's my seat. You know the seat's empty next to you. Someone's coming for it. Yeah. But it's courtesy, Johnny. It's it courtesy. Is. But it's courtesy. Like, it's interesting that, that uh, I don't know, whatever that,
1: what is behind it? What's the psychology of the people who say, pardon me, versus the people who say, I'm sorry? See, I wonder if there is psychology or if it's not just
0: common dialect. Maybe
1: I'm I'm injecting psychology because that's my brokenness.
0: Right. Maybe you need there to be a psychological reason. And the truth is, Johnny, there is is no reason for anything. What if there's no reason at all? Let that bounce around in your head for a while like a pinball.
1: I will say the pandemic, and we talked about this at lunch, but the pandemic has made me gloomier and more introspective than probably as healthy. Like as far as like... I think I'm, I'm – already, I already tend to overanalyze and overcoach things. Yeah. That's just part of my life as a comedian. You, you, you dig in for the minutiae. What's the reason? What's the deconstruction of this idea? But I think now it's just like I'm so ready to just get back to like just phoning things in and being like, oh, this is the way the world is. Okay. Like I feel like I've lost that side of myself. Well, there was something about being in motion –
0: you yeah, know. it's like
1: inertia keeps right. you moving. You're like, oh, well, this is just – and you accept things more. Whereas when you have to sit at home for weeks on end, you're just like, wait a minute. You just mull over like the nature of things yeah. more.
0: I, I've had that struggle as i become more, I guess, active in especially social issues and racism and things like that, that there is a sense of well, – like an I support an organization uh, that, that – Helps girls who are being trafficked, and there's like this sense of I, I, we all need. To, if we all stay in motion, no one's paying attention to this, and no one's doing something. Yeah. That's a problem. And the flip side is is if you also own that entire problem emotionally. Yeah, it's it's it'll it'll it will crush right. But then you go, then the flip side of me, the justice part of me goes, yeah, but it's crushing them. Yeah. So like, who cares how I feel about it? If this is uncomfortable for me, so like, there's that. But as a pastor, I've found that you have to also be like, guys, there's this weird place of brokenness that the world is in that God is in the process of redeeming, and that's the whole Advent message that there is a trust that he's going to make all things right. Y- you know, and we don't know all the ways, how all that. He's going to redeem all of that. Right. So I can today be active and engaged without also taking on the weight that only God can bear. Yeah. And that's a real hard balance for me because we need people who are active yeah. and, and bearing one of those burdens is not the same thing as bearing the, the weight of the world. So how can I find the right amount of weight to bear Without the crushing of my soul, and I'm, that's a, I think the pandemic's, to your point, given me a lot more time to ponder those things. I mean, dude, uh, I did some interviews the other day on the the not so black and white book, and when I retell the story, like in the pandemic, I turned my back deck into an office in the middle of the winter because my daughter was was doing hybrid school inside, and mm-hmm. my wife was working in her office, and it was too. We all needed space to work. So I bought and wired into the propane of my house these two huge patio heaters and I have a fire table and I bought I bought battery powered socks, heated socks. Yeah. And bundled up there. Guys, you've been through so much. Well, I'm just saying like it was First a, of all, I don't think you wire in propane. You uh, I think you plumb it in. Plumb, it's a hose. Yeah, <laughs> so I wire in, you know what I mean? I don't know if I said, I didn't, I didn't even realize I said Are you wire. sure you
1: want to be working with <laughs> explosive gases, John? Hey, attach this wire to this
0: gas. <laughs> Somebody hit the power. <laughs> plug <plugging> it in. <laughs> I think my point was, that's a weird day. Yeah, it is a weird day. It's a weird day. Like, I got the fingerless gloves on. Uh-huh. I'm under heaters in snowstorms. And I've got a stack of books next to me on history and racism and yeah and i'm going wow this is not where i expected to be mid 2019 like there was no new 2019 i look back i don't know how, can you remember 2019 because barely it's like an enchanted year for me uh-huh. it was a great year for my family like i was super healthy laura and i were both doing keto um we went on a cruise that year yeah we, it, we and sadie was 11 and like it was a, just that time of life where She's not quite a teenager, but she's old enough to do things, you know, and have fun. We went to St. Louis that year Mm -hmm. for fall break and did all these cool things in St. Louis. We went to Washington, D.C. for a book thing. We spent the week there exploring D.C. We like it was like, oh, my gosh, like we did all these things in 2019. And I look back and you could not have told me, hey, a year from now. Uh-huh. You're going to be 25 pounds heavier, covered up with heaters that you wired into your propane, sitting on the batteries deck, in your socks, reading about racism. Yeah, you know, and like it—it's it, it, just such a weird. It just changed life, at least for that. It hasn't stopped changing life yet. I think. No, we'll no. See if it—if it does at some point.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about that about how like we've done episodes and we—I even said like I hate when people say we're in the middle of a pandemic. I'm like, we're not in the middle. <laughs> I refuse to be in the middle. We're near the end, you know. And that was like six months ago or something. Yeah. I screamed
0: that. Yeah. I think above all, what we've all dealt with is the powerlessness that the modern age convinces you that you don't have. Yeah. You you, you feel like you're in control. Yeah. And this proved like actually this entire time yeah. you've not been in control. It's all an illusion. We're just
1: hurtling through space. Yeah. Well, that's a great, that's a great note. Yeah. Well, uh, guys, thanks for listening. That, I can't uh, wait.
0: <laughs> comedy category.
1: Yeah. I'm ready to be on the road again, though. I've got some, sh- I've got shows coming back finally, and that's great. I'm be back to work. You
0: were really busy little there little at the break. end of the year.
1: Yeah. And then there's a little bit of a break and now uh, January, the end of January and February are really good. So, um, or bad, depending on whatever. My wife probably is like, well, yeah, the checks are good and you being gone all the time is bad. I don't know. She's, yeah. we're, we're torn in my household yeah she knows if i'm home too much she's like this is bad for us isn't it? <laughs> this is good for us and it's really bad for us right yeah. should i buy this thing i want to buy or not yeah but anyway yeah but i'm ready to be in a terrible hotel room here's how you Here's here's what i noticed about hotel rooms by the way over the years i've stayed in some bad hotels
0: mm.
1: and uh and sometimes you do it because it's like it's a bargain whatever are you do the hot you ever do the hot wire thing where you're like you choose the hotel and it's like you just see the price, and then they reveal you the hotel I after. I, I always do. I always Whew. do Marriott. I, you gotta understand, like when you're doing road comedy, sometimes it can be the difference between breaking even or making money. Sure. Choosing that hotel, or you know, your rental car being a hundred dollars more than it should be. That's which why is why I didn't get into comedy. Exactly. This is the only reason. So you do Hotwire sometimes, and if you don't know about Hotwire, it's one of those sites where you just like you just look at the rate, and then at the end of it, they go, "Here's the hotel you have," and you're like, oh, <laughs> oh "Boy, no. Dave's Motor Inn or whatever." Yeah. And so I've stayed in some dives. And here's what I've realized. There's a category of hotel where you're afraid of bed bugs. That's the main reason I've started paying a little more. You're like, all right, it's worth 30 bucks more a night to not have bed bugs yeah. or not have the fear of bed bugs. So there's a certain category I just rule out now. And But here's my favorite one that you can always tell if you're in a dive hotel. If your shampoo and conditioner is in like a sauce packet that you have to tear the <laughs> corner off. Remember those? Yeah, yeah you're in a dive hotel. <laughs> they didn't packet. even they didn't even go with bottles. They're just like, "You know what? Yeah. These bottles are breaking us down. Yeah. How about a ketchup pack of shampoo for you?" <laughs> you just feel you just feel the poverty as you tear the corner you're like this is yes. the lowest I've ever felt. Yes. And it's not shampoo in there. It's just a Brilliant. I don't know what it is. It's it's soy sauce. It's something. It's all <laughs> honey mustard. It is. It's, on your head. it's not right. <laughs> yeah, your head feels weird. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't lather.
0: It's not proper. Well, first of all, I wouldn't remember what it felt like to lather your hair. That's so true. You've th- not lathered. So in, for that. Not lathered
1: in ages. Uh, do you take a loofah with you on the road, or you no. just use the washcloth there? Loofahs are funny because, like, they at some point came into our consciousness as like, well, I'll have this instead of like a washcloth. Yeah. And I used to be like soap just on the body, take the bar of the soap and whatever and not, not use oh, uh, a purist, a purist. But then these these loofahs came along, the big scrubbies. And you're like, oh, this is great because you get that scratchiness. You're like, oh, I'm getting all these dead skin cells off. But the thing is, what they realized and this is like they stay in the, loofah, in the loofah and they so your dead skin cells are now rotting inside this loofah. So you're supposed to replace your loofah like a lot or bleach it or whatever you do. Mm. People don't do it. So you just have this old, gross, skin cell-infested thing. Wow. But that's the go-to thing for every household now. Laura, are you listening to this? Because we may be... Think about what you're doing with your loofah and what's like... You're going, oh, this feels so good because I'm scratching all this. I'm exfol. Well, exfoliating means... Where's it going? You're it's being also- trapped in this windscreen that you just raked across your body. You're also infoliating your body with old, dead skin now. Yeah. Come on, man. Bro, that will preach Guys, you've it? got to put away the old things right and you know got- wait <laughs> <laughs> new wine and old dead skins wait wait that's not <laughs> old dead skins i don't know what's happening but oh, anyway change goodness. out your lo- if you're listening to this and you have an old loofah i promise you it's disgusting go try it's like your iphone screen didn't they say it's the most disgusting thing in your house is yeah. your iphone screen it's worse than your toilet seat yeah. as far as germs i haven't seen my dog's butt that's it's,
0: true. He's pretty gross, but yeah, it's uh. Listen, this has been a PSA. It has. Like you have you have helped. But people. I find it interesting that it's taken over, even though we kind of
1: know that alufa is not like we just think of it as self cleaning because there's soap on it.
0: Are you saying that we've
1: been alufa? <laughs> we've been totally aloofa <laughs> to this whole thing,
0: guys. Am I right?
1: But you know what I mean. Like we yeah. we've convinced ourselves that soap is self cleaning, and so
0: this thing that's holding all of this scratched off. Now, that is, that is a question. If you're using antibacterial something in the yeah. loofah, is it not self-cleaning? Is it not sitting there killing bacteria okay, here's the proof as of it. it lays? here's the proof of it.
1: Would you use a loofah in a hotel room that was just left by someone?
0: Well, no, but I wouldn't use a washcloth or just a bar of soap either that I might use a bar of soap, but no. I would wash it off first if it <laughs> had debris or something. Debris? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's not... It's very the, the loofah, you know. Again, and the great loofah debates have been uh, raging ra- for decades. It has. It's, it's, uh, no one,
1: there's no right or wrong. How do just... you, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> whichever side that you lied on. So the thing about the loofah, I wrote about this in the avid endorsement book, is that if you're not careful when you use it, yeah, uh, it can absolutely like lacerate your face, like the where where the little hangy tab comes off oh yeah there's a piece of plastic in there that is sharper or oh, that a holds double-edged the, sword the
1: integrity of the loofah together yes
0: and occasionally while it's coming apart if you're not careful you're just like, like if you had an interview or something that morning and you're washing your face with a loofah careful yeah. you're Gosh, suddenly I don't scar for my face i love my face huh it's just because I, I don't that's why you have a glow about you i don't you really get in there i just want a one-stop listen now that i don't i don't have to use shampoo anymore you know what I'm saying? So it's a, I'm a one-stop shop. I use – we were I
1: was getting body wash last night, and my wife – we found one, and it's, it was in the men's body wash eye, which is always a funny. Like, all the bottles are gray. Yeah. Because they know that, like, men hate bright colors or something. I don't understand the whole point of it. It's like, hey, buy this. It's a rock. Like, we're just, you know <laughs> –
0: <laughs> Remember that old commercial that came? in? It looks like an oil can. Yeah, like, exactly. Like yeah.
1: Like we need. Like it's okay to smell good. You're a guy, but like if it smells like lilac, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Like stop it. But this one literally said charcoal. <laughs> that's, well, what the, that's what. That's what they said. One of them said sport. One of them said something. One of them said charcoal.
0: Well, charcoal is an odor neutralizer.
1: I guess but That'd it's like why. I just feel like charcoal's what I'm trying to get off. Like you know what I'm saying? What are you You coming from grilling. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but the one I have had for years that I've gone back to, it has menthol and caffeine and I'm not making that up.
0: Well, caffeine actually uh tightens skin.
1: I guess. But yeah, I'm just people in there use thinking it topically like yeah, I want a shower and I also want a cup of joe and
0: a pack of cools. <laughs> <sighs> I, my, one of my, I, don't, I I forget which one it is, and they're obviously not a sponsor, but I do love this marketing ploy. They're, they're like, I don't know what it was, Neutrogena, because right. men have skin, too. Right. I thought that was good, because men have skin, too. It's like, we do kind of act like men are not allowed. We're not allowed to talk about. Well, we have that thing of what they've done is
1: like three-in-one like, we can use shampoo, conditioner, and body wash, and they're like,
0: it's just a bunch of stuff in a bottle. Just do it. It's four in one, because you could shave with it, too. No, you can't. I shave with it. You shave with body well, wash? Well, I have a beard, but I shave my neck and my, Interesting. and my head. I don't shave my head all the time. I don't I don't use anything, unless I'm in
1: the hotel and I have to, like, shave, but not shower. But I, when I'm in the shower at home, I have the, one of those fogless mirrors, yeah. and I just shave with a razor. Uh, with nothing? With my, yeah, with nothing. Oh, I, mean, well, I only be, shave my... I'd be red like the... Yeah. Like... Something red. I don't know. Bro. I just. Yeah. I guess I'm just tougher than you. Uh, Is
0: that possible? I don't think that's probably right, but uh, <sighs> anything's possible, John. Yeah, you're. Well, well, I hope you get to travel
1: a lot as well. Um, I'm excited, I'm excited to get back into doing what I do. The last show I did was cool, and I was talking about this this church because I've got this bit I'm working on about how churches put their core values or like scriptures on the walls. Uh-huh. And like how that's a very like interesting new thing we're doing, right? And uh, but like like Chip and Joanna Gaines convinced us that like writing "Live Laugh Love" on your on a shelf, and then they can charge you eighty dollars for that shelf or whatever, right? You know, <laughs> or a, I, th- my, I, I tell the story of like how my brother has a farmhouse, which is true, but this part isn't true. But I say my brother bought a shelf that says "Flour" on it, and there's a bag of flour on it, and it was eighty dollars. You know, I was like, what are you doing? But churches do it too, and we have our core values at our church. We used to on our it used to be on our website and all this stuff, you know, whatever. It's, we believe it's yeah, still
0: yeah. web- this, this is th- what we believe,
1: th- but it's not just like this is the scripturally be. believe, it's like a core value. And churches put I've been to church where they put those stencil them on the wall and stuff, yeah. and it's a big thing.
0: We have them on screens in the front when you come in.
1: Okay, there you go. You. But I was in a church. I was in a church uh, a couple of years ago and they had the Ten Commandments throughout mm. their church, mm. just randomly. I was like, all right, whatever, the Ten Commandments. Mm. Even though it's kind of like, I always feel weird because I'm like, the New Testament, I feel like, kind of completes those and whatever. So it's like, you're still focusing on that. People, like even like in courtrooms, we like, there's like old city-county city, county buildings and city courthouses where like they have the Ten Commandments on the wall or in the front of the building. And you're yeah. always like, I'm so conflicted about that. Cause it's like, as a Christian, I should be like, yeah. But then as a New Testament leader, I'm just like, wasn't this all kind of handled in the teachings of Jesus, mm. like love and love your neighbors, yourself, love the Lord? You know, mm. like all of that. What am I supposed to do with all this? I believe in these laws, but also, like, come on.
0: I'm withholding. Keep going. Yeah.
1: So anyway, so you're. But all I, to say is, if a church wants to put the ten commandments, fine. But it's just interesting. Like they were just scattered throughout the building, and the placement was so funny to me. There was one. I swear to you, there was a door going upstairs to an upstairs area, and it said "youth lounge," a sign on the youth lounge, and then right next to it, it said "thou shalt not kill." <laughs> And I was like, what happened in the youth lounge? <laughs> you know, I need the story here. Oh, Why wow. would you choose that?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating. I actually had... Thou age- shall not
1: bear false false, bear false witness it was right in, the, right in front of the ladies' restroom, which I thought, that's interesting. There's some gossiping <laughs> happening
0: in there, but... She's on steel. outside the uh, secretary's office. <laughs> the coffee yeah. station. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a, a very interesting conversation about the Ten Commandments with a staff member one time. And and it was like a – it was hard because I was like – because uh, they had posted it somewhere. And I was like, you know, um, I don't know if we should post that. In in and, and it posted it on a wall, not just online or something. Yeah. And and I think this is an interesting conversation for Christians. It's funny. It's the second time this week I've had this conversation. Like, I was like, hey, you know we're not under the Ten Commandments anymore, right? And I wasn't trying to be snarky. I was like, you you, you know that we believe God's word is inspired and that the Ten Commandments are good. And that also, like, we're not being judged by them. Like, we're being judged now by the law of grace if we're in Christ, that he has fulfilled the commandments. Mm-hmm. So they're great principles still and, and they don't change and then they're good. But is, is the thing like getting people to grasp the law of grace is very difficult as it is. So I don't want to be confusing here. So I'm saying we, te- we could teach on the 10 commandments, both from a historical standpoint and as great principles that still fit within the way we love our neighbor, which is in the law of Christ, you know? So yes, if I love my neighbor, I won't steal all those things, but like, if you asked, I think, a lot of Christians today, and maybe listeners are listening, going, mm, even now. like mm, it, heretics, finally, well, we've hello. got them on something. <laughs> but you go, hey, guys, you know, either the New Testament's accurate when Paul and the writer of Hebrews says that the law, including the Ten Commandments, has, has been f- fulfilled in Christ, and we're now free from that, um, either you believe that. But the Ten Commandments seem to hold in American folklore for some reason and culture. Like yeah. This sort of hallowed, like you said, there's still, there's a church in East Tennessee. I'll drive by it. They have a chain link, an ugly chain link fence. And the Ten Commandments are posted one by one. Yeah. Across, you know. And so it's a very like, I'm not anti-Ten Commandment. I'm not like, I, each one of these is true and good. Yeah, what I am like is if the unbeliever drives by, you realize that that's what they think the entire gospel is about. Now,
1: right. in it's my am- opinion, right? It's amazing how it's almost, it's weird to even say this. I'm saying it out loud as I'm thinking it, but like the big, huge like sculptures of Ten Commandments that are in front of courthouse buildings are kind of graven images. It's almost like you're making an idol out of the first of the commandment, thing itself.
0: Right? yeah,
1: And then you think about those same people are more likely to also be in favor of huge. Civil War statues not being taken down because, and it's like, why? Yeah. It's a graven image. Like, it's a, we're, we're idealizing people. Yeah. And we're daring you to say anything bad about this person who's clearly a flawed person. And then we can show you that they committed high crimes and misdemeanors. You go, yeah, but it's history. And it's like, okay, well, why are you making this strong defense if it's not a, you know, an right. idol to you. I just have a hard time with like that hypocrisy, that glitch
0: or whatever. That's a that's a thing I learned in youth ministry that I think is good for all, it's a filter for all of us in any point in life is when, when somebody holds something at a high intrinsic value, whether it's an action, an attitude, a thing, an, mm-hmm. an object, that often we will find ourselves saying, well, look, it's not a big deal to me. It's not a big deal to me. Yeah. You know? this is not. No, it's not an idol, Johnny. It's not an idol, you know. And and I, my reaction it was not to be gotcha always, but kids would say that about um, some habit they're doing. You know, well, I mean, no, look, smoking. You know, not a big deal to me or whatever. And I don't have a I don't have a sin issue with smoking. It'd be more like, hey, dude, you know, you're hurting yourself. Um, or even bigger, like, hey, they're. Engaging in sexual things that they shouldn't be engaging in Mm -hmm. that are obviously leading them down bad relational paths, bad spiritual paths, you know, dangerous paths even for their health and their future. And I'd be like, like, well, you know, yeah, it's not a big deal. And I'd be like, well, cool. If it's not a big deal, it should be really easy to stop. Yeah. Like there's that, oh, if it's not a big deal, then you should have no problem tearing something down. Like the fact that you – are defending, like you said, to your point, proves what does bring value to us. And, and I'm not saying
1: it's the same thing—the Ten Commandments statues versus the. But I'm just saying it's interesting that the same people would defend those things without seeing the weird, like crossover in. I don't know. This, I don't know. It's, it's hard to see that. It's like a blind spot sometimes.
0: I agree with it is a blind spot, and I agree with the viewpoint that, like basic morality, is in question, or like uh, and that basic morality has been a foundation of much of society for oh, a yeah, long time. Oh yeah, 100%. Time. And
1: much of uh, our laws have been founded based on the ten commandments or right. whatever, you know, we know the murder, but you can find societies in mountaintops and whatever, sure. you know, where they they've outlawed xyz and so we know that there's an intrinsic morality within us yeah, to, to the, some degree. Yeah, that's
0: what Romans says. I mean, you, yeah. know, you you have this even if you don't have the law, you have you have creation and sort of the way of nature. For the most part, there's always exceptions to that, where throughout time, a society developed into a place where murder was not considered Right, or, or they're
1: cannibalizing or whatever. Right. Like John tried to eat meat earlier today, and I was I, like, whoa, we don't do that. And I had to show him in Scripture where it was wrong.
0: Right. And I, and I was like, hey, give me that honey mustard sauce out of the shower. Exactly. <laughs> like, but, will... but you're delicious, Johnny. That's what he <laughs> – I was like, yeah, I get it. It's not like the second time this. In the last, like, I don't know, 10 episodes that uh, cannibalism has come up. Huh. I don't know. This is beginning to become an interesting sort it of – Seems like I've got a – Johnny, maybe you want to talk about something, right? <laughs> It's not one of the Ten Commandments. Doesn't, nowhere does it say to huh. not eat your neighbor. Interesting. It's well, like,
1: it says don't kill, but what if he's already what if dead? He's, right. And he's near the grill. <laughs> you're wearing
0: charcoal I'm already wearing charcoal body body wash and you're like okay anyway but (laughs) but this this idea of like I don't want to sound like everybody there's no there's no the do no matter or whatever like basic I understand that there is even truth truth is now truth actual truth is not subjective like it either exists or doesn't I'm reading a, a book by John Mark Comer about that you know but it's not a gotcha book. Like, that's just how it has to be. It's just a there, – there is a danger to saying that I can say that truth is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, like yeah. That, that's a dangerous place to be for a lot of reasons, but not, not just morally. Because now we're seeing it right now that you and I are talking at lunch about this, that somebody can say something on camera right now Yeah, and a year later completely reverse that and do something different and there was a time in history where you'd have to that would to, be
1: completely disruptive to your career.
0: Yeah, like if you're a politician and you did that, you'd you would pay a price by not yeah. getting reelected yeah. or or even getting censured or getting thrown out of office. And it's like common and expected now. Um, and again, I'm just I'm going to use an example cuz I just I just 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 because I, geez, Johnny, I'm just going to use it. Cuz it's sort of a sensitive subject for me and for everybody, but like as a history Political science teacher, still the January 6th attacks, like regardless of the politics or the viewpoint of the election, even though 70 plus courts have said there was nothing wrong with the election, like it stands for me as a highly not only significant but dangerous moment right. in American history because as predominantly conservative voters – created a noose to hang the conservative vice president and it's kinda like if you ever saw the movie The Emperor's New Groove at the end, like they're all being turned into different kinds of animals and one of them gets turned into a cow and they just stop the whole chase scene and he goes, Uh, I've been I've been turned into a cow. May I go home now? Yes, you may be dismissed. Like it's just this weird sort of aside. I'm like, are we not excuse me, I've been excuse me everybody, this is a little crazy. Like did we not think that chanting to kill the vice president and take hostages of the Congress was not maybe a little different even than we could say. Oh, it's just like the violence in the cities around – it's not just like the violence in the cities. I mean I'm not condoning that either. Right. I'm just saying like, hey, this is pretty significant. So Mitch McConnell had the Republican Party in Congress also felt that was highly significant and so made a speech the day of the January 6 attacks – After the fact, since his life was endangered that day and basically stood up and said, because I watched it live when it happened, he was like, hey, basically, I'm done. We've gone too far. We all know the election was fair. And we all know that that what we're doing here to question free and fair elections is dangerous to democracy. Mm -hmm. And he said, this is one of the most this is the most important thing that we've ever voted on since I've been in Congress. So the man said that. A year later, there's a – on January 6th, he makes another speech and says (laughs) that basically his political opponents are making way too big of a deal out of this whole January 6th thing. Yeah. And that's where I stop and go, how can both of those things be true? Right, and if you
1: threw the old words in his face, it would just be okay with us now that he said the politically expedient thing now. Like that, the, the level of acceptance, there's no accountability. And, yeah. Right. The level of acceptance that we have for people getting caught in a gotcha moment and then just being able to like weasel out of it. And we just go, well, this is what people do. You throw their own words back in their face and then you just go, well, uh, I, I don't have to answer it. I mean, I think uh, there was, a, there was one <laughs> interview that somebody finally got an interview with uh, Trump from like six years of asking him to interview him. And it was about election fraud. And he hung up on him like he got to a level of questioning where he didn't want to answer the question. He just hung up on it. And we can just do that now. You can just go no more, no further questions. And you leave. And then but the level of acceptance people have for that moment on left and right where you just go, I caught you being a complete weasel and you waffled on your position here because it was politically expedient and we're going to call you on it. And people just go. I'm not going to let you call me on that. And you just go, okay, here's my vote. Anyway, like, I don't know when when that all happened. I don't know
0: when it happened either. And I'm not like vindictive and I don't want, I just, it's one of those, like, I feel like there has to be some sort of at least answering for it. Mm -hmm. That's sort of what public facing positions, organizations are sort of about. We, you know, especially if you're elected or again, if a, if a news networks, journalists, texts are revealed in a congressional hearing Mm -hmm. on the same day that they're reporting that this is all just nonsense and not real. But behind the scenes, they're texting saying this needs to stop. This is ruining everything. This is dangerous. Yeah. Like the duplicity of like, look, then you went on the air that night and, and said, and, and uh, and held cover. This is, yeah, you, you and you're you, shown now to be a hypocrite. But it's like, that's OK. No one cares. Go, I guess we're all hypocrites. <laughs> I'm just like what I say is and maybe this is the Enneagram six in me that desires relationships and systems that are safe and trustworthy. I'm like, OK, at, at some point in time. And like you said, that's left and right. I'm not trying to say it happens on one side. But at some point in time, if you don't repent for that. Like, I don't need you to be perfect, but I do need you to acknowledge your mistakes. And if you have an ideology of any sort, politically, religiously, otherwise, where your ideology is not include yeah. answering for right. when you don't get things right, I don't expect a human to not get things right. I or, expect an answer for Or at least it. say, I changed my mind on this. Something. Like,
1: politicians do change their minds sometimes, but it's like, when it's clear that this is about not letting the other side win, Yeah, that's the hard part where you're just like, this is obviously just about, you know... You just being a weasel here. I I have a hard time with that. But yeah, and I don't, again. It's
0: not that I've never been a weasel, John. We all know that I have. Oh, my goodness. You made a whole career out of it. We could do a whole show just on that. (laughs) And I don't think it's even just political for me. I just think that there's a principle there Mm -hmm. um, that, and and maybe, so yeah, again, I may have said this before, but when our church was sued, Mm -hmm. and I was, I think, it just, it just remains in my mind. Our church was sued by a denomination to take property that wasn't theirs because our property is very valuable. And in the middle of it, I was having a conversation with someone basically off the air, off off the record, and with someone who was high up in the organization, not involved in the lawsuit. And the statement was made to me like, yeah, I just you – know, I, think, I think you have a really strong justice center. Mhm. And th- like it was a negative. And I was just like you <laughs> wanted to be, you, you wanted to just Jesus juke him. just be like I I think God has a really strong You know who else has a maybe a heard of the prince of peace. But I mean it was a real Yeah. Like okay, why do you why why is everyone not having a strong justice system? you when you say that like it's
1: a negative when that becomes a pejorative of somebody like this guy's a real justice guy. <laughs> It's like, well, and, and, and again, he's to got a real hang up with people doing the right thing. <laughs> Maybe if we get that out of him, he could be a good minister. <laughs> like,
0: what in the world? And I don't think he meant that. I think what he's saying is, you know, I need an answer for everything. And he's right about that. Like, okay, yeah. I may not get a, you know, complete line by line retort of every single thing ever done wrong, made right. Yeah. There is a moment you have to say, and again, it's Proverbs. Uh, he, you know, good sense makes one slow to anger and it's his glory to overlook an offense. Like there is a, a glory of going, okay, I'm not going to nitpick on this. Mm-hmm. But that's not the same thing as a lack of resolution or ex- the acceptance of injustice. And to that guy's point, I had felt that same way about people on the issues of like racism and other things like oh they they're just they're just going over or you know but for to to somebody out there, I was that guy, yeah, because I just felt that that was a justice thing I didn't need to be involved in right uh and and they're they're just reacting to what's most important to them, but to the one to whom injustice is being committed, it is a it's again back to Martin Luther King, it's such a great atrocity for those of us who are not being as affected by injustice to stand idly by and just say, ah, you just care about justice (laughs) because you really are saying, and I don't. Right. And when you're siding with
1: the oppressor, when you do that, there's no sidelines. No, you're picking a side. By, by being silent about it. Well, yeah,
0: silence is – It always
1: favors the – Status the, quo. Yeah, it favors the status quo. Whoever's in power is going to be favored by just people going along and getting along.
0: Well, I mean the white Christian moderates, what he said. They're more dangerous than the KKK members, what he said in his letter from a Birmingham jail, because they're more devoted to order than to justice. And so things are likely to stay even though they say they support this ideologically. That's something I'm preaching on Sunday. It's I know it's a it's a wordplay, Johnny, and I'm sorry. Oh, one of my, one of Here our workplaces go. is like, we're talking about grace lived, lived out with people or mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. And Paul basically says that you could say you have love. You can even give all your money to the poor. If you really don't have love with actual people, then it really doesn't matter. And that love to me is expressed. I'm just, he's just saying you have to live with people. That's community. And so the, if you have a theoretical grace, okay. it's the heretical grace
1: oh my theoretical God. grace is the heretical. the heretical
0: come on guys i'm gonna put it on the screen i'm gonna let it you know the other day i gave you a joke and you were gonna take it to a show this is months <laughs> ago and you were gonna try it out i bet you didn't try it out well, i've not you? done a
1: lot of shows since then no no it was I that night you're like
0: i will try that joke tonight yeah. because you were you were warehousing wait warehousing Workshopping, workshopping. <laughs> what I do is warehousing.
1: Warehousing is probably right. That's probably what I did do with it. <laughs> it's like at the end of Indiana Jones, you know, when they have the Ark of the Covenant in uh-huh. that crate, and then he's pushing it, and then yeah. it's going into a, a huge warehouse full of crates, right? As if it's never going to be found again. That's that's that what was you're your, joke. With my your joke. Your joke was in that
0: crate. <laughs> but you told me you were going to try it. It was an experiment. Listen, it was a social experiment. So now I need you to answer. If your I go joke back and find the clip, museum, sir. If <laughs> I go back and find the clip of you saying you're going to do that, and now you're admitting you didn't. Do, do you remember it, the joke? No. No, me neither. But, but the question the is, warehouse. are you going to answer for the injustice done to me that you said you, you do one Are you throwing my thing? own
1: words back in my face? Are you comparing this to the January 6th inquiry? Johnny, this is exactly
0: the same thing. <laughs> this is You, sir. I you would, politicized this whole thing, John. <laughs> I would, I've, I don't know. It would be interesting to me because I'm such a tell the whole story kind of guy. Yeah. And it's not good it's just the kind of like my brain's my brain ain't shaped right you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying right and so but i always wonder if i could find myself in a place where i would say i do not recall senator you know what yeah. i'm saying yeah we always
1: get mad at people that say but is there ever a reason to say that or plead the fifth on something yeah like it's interesting that that's in our laws that you can plead the fifth to, to not avoid yourself. to avoid incriminating yourself like that's a thing that we have built in our system and i wonder because it always feels like somebody's being a weasel, but
0: maybe there's a good reason for that rule? I don't know. It feels like there's not a good reason for that rule. Well, again, those amendments come out – again, they're called the Bill of Rights. So they are the democratic addition to a republican constitution. Now, I'm not saying Democrat and republican in the sense of our political parties, okay, but to the original kind of terms. Democracy generally denotes something more populist. In yeah. direct rule of the people, while republicanism denotes a representative government, meaning there's a layer between the people and the decisions being made. So, the balance of federalism is the balance between those two things. So, the Constitution itself is very republican. It's very we're gonna you're gonna vote these people into office, and so the Bill of Rights was added to protect the democratic. You know, James Madison, you know, and and, and Thomas Jefferson. And those guys, you're, you're adding this as a protection for the, the rights, the human rights in some ways. I don't know if they use that term as much, but of people so that they're not you know, ran over rough shot by yeah. the, the representative government that the Constitution established. So to that end, yes, you're basically saying justice from a Republican standpoint – again, guys, not political party Republican, political science Republicanism yeah. – from that viewpoint – you are you giving them an out to not have to i guess it would seem like a human right and you don't have to ever the evidence should convict you oh I see. just because you're not going to be able to articulate the best defense then that should not play against you you still yeah. have the right but you shouldn't take the but a lot of people don't take the stand at all but i guess if you're called before congress you could just say take the fifth i guess yeah well congress is again a, 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 and a i'm sorry fun. i'm not an attorney i know you're shocked Going before Congress as a representative already elected yeah. and having to testify under oath. I don't yeah. think you're a, you shouldn't be allowed there because you're not speaking to incriminate yourself. But that's
1: when you say, I don't recall.
0: You're basically the representative but of I don't Delaware. is
1: basically the same thing as you can be like, look, I do so much. I commit so many high crimes and misdemeanors. <laughs> Who can keep track of all these?
0: You want me to specify? So.
1: <laughs> I love a good gotcha moment, though. I think we all do. I yeah. think that's why we love TMZ and we love... Tabloid journalism, and we love like we love some of this stuff that's like invaded and is pervasive in our culture. Yeah, but now it's like maybe that's what did it. Maybe that's why gotchas to politicians don't have the same punch anymore because we're like, oh yeah, that's like the fifth season of the real world when so and so like we don't. It doesn't have the same. I saw that on the Kardashians when they turn the tables on. Like, we're more numb to it, maybe? I don't
0: know. And we need a reality television show, like, in Congress. Could you imagine just following them around and doing that same thing? And, like, you know, one of them votes the other off the Congress floor. It's
1: like those moments of, like, making Colonel Jessup admit he ordered the Code Red. Yeah. Like, it's so... Satisfying. It is. And we don't get it. We don't get that. Where the guy was wrong, he's defiantly wrong... But then he admits it, but he still is going to – he's going to jail, but he's still going to be like, but I still did the right thing. But yeah. you go, yeah, but we
0: got you. We we made you get emotional, and you admitted it, yeah. and we won. It's called – yeah, it feels like justice. But again, the fact that, again, someone's texts are revealed now, all they have to do now is the network.
1: Yeah, or you say I, I, I my, my account was hacked or whatever you A said. network just doesn't cover the story. Yeah, that's true. And and because that you only because you only yeah. listen
0: to one network, you never heard that story. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, I mean, so – Do you know about uh, the case of – do you know
1: the case of Robert Durst? <clears throat> this is the best gotcha ever. Okay. So Robert Durst was this like New York socialite kind of a character in the New York real estate scene because he was an heir, but he was kind of like this unethical business guy. But basically goes on, gets along, makes millions of dollars. Very wealthy socialite. And he p- murdered like two people, like in these random, like weird cases. And... There, it took forever to convict him, and there was a documentary about it called "The Jinx," and it was one of the first like HBO documentaries that was a true crime thing that went yeah. viral, mega viral. And yeah. the reason it went mega viral is they have his mic on at the end of the document. It's very worth watching. But at the end of the documentary, he's basically like excusing himself, and they keep showing him this evidence that he did these things, and it's not gone to trial yet, and he's not even been you know uh, basically uh, indicted yet. But he goes to excuse himself to go to the bathroom. And while he's in there peeing, he's still got the mic pack on and doesn't realize it. And he kind of burps himself. He's like, then he goes, killed them all. Of course I did. No way. Yes. And I thought it was made up. I was like, this is just something they've edited. And he got, he got, they got a new trial because of this. Wow. And he got convicted eventually. And he just died in jail of, I don't know what. I think he had COVID maybe. But he he's really old now, yeah. so he got to live this long life. That's the worst thing about cases like that. But that was the best gotcha moment ever. Like this whole documentary is like, oh, these true crime. They always think they know new evidence. They, there's never any new real evidence. They're just kind of like trying to go over the facts and the minutia of the case. And then at the end of it, he just burps and confesses into a microphone <laughs> while he's, he's peeing. peeing, and you just go, "All right, I believe in it. Yeah. And this is the best
0: documentary ever." Moral of the
1: story, guys. Yeah,
0: uh, don't make sure there's a, a microphone. microphone. It's when a pastor's go. worst nightmare too. Oh
1: yeah, I've then had you used to have like a nightmare. I've yeah, I had
0: recurring dreams about it, yeah, 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 no
1: how could you go back? you can't come back from that moment no if you, if you take a mic pack as a pastor to the bathroom, you're done. especially if it's a number two situation, oh my goodness, and then your your if your congregation hears that, how could they ever receive from you? They again? They can't no, you just
0: move on to the next you town. you go to the next church, yeah, so, and guys, we hope that you won't just move on to the next podcast, <laughs> but you will you will hang out at our website and maybe check out some old episodes. Where would they go, Johnny? Talk about that podcast.com. Yeah, go check it out, man. You can get archived episodes. Hundreds. Yeah, there are hundreds. Uh, I had a great comment actually this week. We usually ask permission before we read some of these more personal comments. What am I going to ask that, okay. that listener if we can put that next week out? Here. Oh,
1: I'm, we're going to not do it now because you're going to ask?
0: I'm going to ask, yeah, because it's more it was personal. A wa- it was personal, a series
1: of waivers. It's personal stuff shared. So all we right, try fine. To meet, Yeah.
0: But uh, you can check out Johnny as well on all the socials and at JohnnyW.com.
1: Yeah, I'd find out about new tour dates. i will be traveling some. John's book not so black and You can find that leave a rating, leave a review. If you've read it, yeah. uh, that
0: helps people find it. Yeah. I'd love to hit hundred reviews before January is up. So you can be a part of helping me do that. hundred reviews. So, yeah. That'd be amazing. So guys, we appreciate the time you give to us every week. We'll see you next week on talk about talk that. About that.